L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. What's up, Carl? How are you, man? What's up, Mike? Good to see you, hey, dude. Here. We are streaming right now on mutinyradio.fm, where we stream mm-hmm. first. It's an audio recording. It's on an internet radio station here in San Francisco. Check it out. Mutinyradio.fm. Every Sunday at 2 p.m., our show goes out Whoa. first. Then we're also a podcast with our acronym L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. And we're also on YouTube right now. As the kids say, we're going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube. I'm here with Carl. How's it going? Good, good. Mike, what is the movie we'll be watching today? Well, today we're going to be watching a film from 1980. It's called I Go Pogo. I Go Pogo. I'm ready to go Pogo. Now, Carl, you are a superstar. You're the reason why this show exists, the theme song, the production, the interview that we're coming up. And you usually research the film, but today we're doing a switcheroo. I researched this film. I watched this film. I've got some notes on it. We're going to watch this film together. So here's the premise. We want you to go to YouTube. We want you to find I Go Pogo from 1980. It's going to be hosted by a guy named Joe Foreman, F-O-U-R-H-M-A-N. Find that link. It's the only full-length version of this movie and one to go. Yeah. Uh, go Joe ahead and Foreman. hit play. Joe Foreman. Not George Foreman, as we discussed earlier. Right. And then we and want you to click the link. You are like the number, right? Don't you want to right. dwell on that for a second? It's a little weird. Yeah, it's a little weird, huh? All right. 4-H, right. man. Dwelling. Maybe he's into 4-H. We'll have to ask him. Okay. Well, he's 4-H, man. DM. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, enough about Joe. We want you to hit the link, hit pause, move the timer to zero, zero, zero. When you hear go, we're all going to press it, and we're going to watch the movie at the same time. So if you're listening, you'll be watching with the sound off. If you're on the YouTube, we will sync up. the. We will show the video. In fact, I'm going to go right now to the video. So 
while I get things set up and while you get things set up, we have a special celebrity comedian, Carl interviewed, going to talk a little bit about their art. Then they're going to do the celebrity comedian countdown. And when that comedian says go, hit go and we'll be back and we'll start the movie. All right, Carl, take it away. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Liam Wolf. Welcome, Liam. Thank you for having me on, Carl. Thank you for having me on. It's always a pleasure. Now, Liam, we see each other out there on the comedy scene. Mostly it's open mics, but I know you're all over these shows. You know, I see you on these posters. You're down at Uncle Vinny's. Ugly Pancake is, uh, Productions is booking you all the time. Tell me. How long have you been doing comedy, and what got you started? Um, so I'm, if I can remember correctly, I think by this September it's going to be five years. It's going to wow. be five years of comedy. Um, it's either five or four. Sometimes I don't count the COVID year, but <laughs> sometimes it's always sense. in there. But um, I started back uh, 2018, um, uh, like right near the tail end of it over in the Asbury Park scene when that was growing, when that was still going on. Um, and just, it was sort of like, I just got out of like some really awful stuff in my life. And I was like, mm-hmm. you know what? Why not, why not stick my foot right into comedy? I ran into, I ran into Richard Dweck, uh, uh-huh. the man, the myth, the legend at a, yeah. at a bar. And uh, they were doing like a comedy night there. And I was like, man, I could probably do this. And the first year I was awful. But, you know, but I had the ego that I was like, no, I'm doing great. I'm awesome. (laughs) I'm the best. And it wasn't until, like, I guess the post-COVID years where, like, I started to at least get my my grind in and get Mm -hmm. the work in place and sort of figure out all the, all the integral little, like, small, small stuff. Like, you know, you know, finding your voice and, like, setting up your punchlines and getting everything accurate enough so that, um... You know, I, I'm pretty confident in my own abilities now as opposed yeah. to before, you know? Well, if you make me laugh, that is for sure. Now, you just mentioned Asbury Park. I think of you as like a Central Jersey comedian. Is that fair? Or do you consider yourself a South Jersey comedian? How do you look at it? No, I, I consider myself a short comic. A short mm-hmm. comic. A short uh, comic. Yeah, you know, because like Central Jersey, I always think of that as like Trenton and like that area. Um, but I'm over by like, you know, you know, uh, Atlantic Highlands and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Sandy Hook yeah. and, uh, you know, Seabright in that area. So it's a lot more beachy, a lot more fun. Um, and that's sort of more of where I sort of identify, identify myself as, um, but like, you know, also too, like Brunswick's also technically like on the border. Yeah, so it really is sort of central Jersey and there's, uh, that Mike, is it on tonight? Uh, well, I believe tonight is Kyle's turn. So, yeah, it's sort of like an interchangeable, like, uh, partnership thing between uh, Tiz Irie and myself and uh, Kyle Colorado, whose mic's going on tonight uh, yeah. at the uh, George Street Co-op, which is always a blast. It's always a banker. Now, I see you hosting more and more there, poems and punchlines. I guess, I mean, are you doing it just to get your chops? Do you really enjoy hosting? Um, it's a, it's a mix of, it's a mix of, of, you know, getting my chops in, getting my time in, uh, getting the grind in. And, um, also just that scene is also so, so amazing and yeah. so fulfilling. Like, 
you could you could seriously just go down there and there's always an audience there willing to listen and laugh if it's worthwhile um so it's always a blast to go down there um and also too like you know i've i've gotten told multiple times that like people are like yeah you're like the best host in the scene right now right. and i'm like look i get it i get it i yell a lot i get it i get people's attention I get it. <laughs> but like you know it, it no. also gets my confidence going anyway what's up you have a podcast very similar to ours it's a movie podcast in which you're riffing and talking and it's called bombed with exclamation point bombed exclamation point tell us about this podcast yeah, so it's a uh, movie comedy podcast, Bombed. Uh, you can find it wherever podcasts are held hostage, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, what have you. And um, it's technically like a, we select a movie, we sit down, we've watched it before we get on the mics. Uh, we take a hell of a lot of notes and we go into sort of like how it was made, who are the people behind it, who are the key figures, what happened that caused this movie to be absolutely like destroyed in the box office? Because <laughs> sometimes it's like scheduling conflicts, but other times you get like the dirty drama. You get gotcha. the good stuff. You get like recently we just re were working on a recording of uh, Paul Schrader's The Canyons, which uh -huh. is one of the most one really bad one where Paul Schrader and Brett Easton Ellis worked with like a post rehab Lindsay Lohan, who yeah. was just a total diva on set and like also still relapsing. So it was just a chaotic shoot overall. And so I've just been getting notes for all of that. But we've also done like, I used to do it as a solo podcast. Now I have my two co hosts, Matthew Comar and Matt LaRue, who aren't mm -hmm. comics, they're just cinephiles. And uh, we just sort of riff and raff, and we have a blast with it. Yeah, that sounds really good. Now, where is that? Can we find it on YouTube? Uh, Spotify, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. We do it the old-fashioned way, where we just pop it onto every audio platform possible. Yeah, yeah. And, you, you know, Anchor. It's it's not a vi – it's, it's audio only is really what I'm asking. Yeah, it's audio only, yeah. Okay, now, Leon Wolf, how can people find you out there on the internet, a website, a YouTube channel, your social media? How do people find out what's going on with you uh, and um, maybe check you out? So they can follow me over on, you know, Instagram and Twitter under uh, Liam underscore Wolf underscore man on okay. Instagram. Also, I would suggest, too, following bombed exclamation point cast on Instagram as well for trademark purposes so that we don't get sued <laughs> by bombed cast with the giant, giant bombs podcast. <laughs> um, so Mark. you can follow us also on Instagram. Uh, you could follow me. I believe I'm also Liam Wolf on Twitter. Mm. Uh, Liam Wolfman on Twitter as well. Uh, that's where you can follow me. And then, of course, um, you know, Facebook, I go by my shoot name on there, so uh, uh, it may be a little difficult, but if you yeah. see it, an asshole either holding a coffee in his profile picture, holding a microphone looking scared, or a photo of Anthony Quinn or Dan Caprio for some reason, that would be my account on Facebook. Uh, but yeah, you can follow me all there. That That's where all my socials are at. Okay, Liam Wolf. Now, everyone at home is poised to watch this film at the exact same time we do here in the studio. So everyone at home has got to press play on their YouTube device at the exact same time we do here in the studio. So why don't you go ahead, Liam Wolf, and give us that celebrity comedian countdown. All right, everybody. Are you ready? 
in three, two, one, go. Thank you, Celebrity Comedian, for that Celebrity Comedian countdown. I look forward to hearing it. We are now in 1980 Showtime land. Wow. Wait, wait, wait. Wait for it. 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 Wait. Family time. Wait. This is a Showtime family time presentation. Aw. This is a Showtime family time. You can trust it. No. The kids can watch it in their PJs. Now, this movie has a really sordid past. I don't know if you're familiar with the daily comic strip Pogo. I know it existed. I know it was political. Right. Hey, you're absolutely right. It did exist, and it was political. It took place <laughs> in the Oki Pinoki Swamp. So here we are, Walt Kelly's Pogo. Now, this movie came out in 1980. He passed away in 73. His uh, uh, widow is involved in this. And okay. this is a very, very elaborate full-length claymation movie where they use, like, flexi animation. They have models. They have miniatures. They have set backgrounds. And they're going to uh, – right now it's the song I Go Pogo. Here, let's listen to a little bit. I go Pogo for president. So this is a very elaborate – it was a cartoon, right, from 1948 to 73. So – it was beyond 48. us. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, it started off as a comic book, uh, Animal Comics, 1941. Mm -hmm. He was doing like these Uncle Remus stories about a little black boy and Albert the Alligator, and they meet Pogo the Possum. And then, you know, several years later, he dropped the, the little black boy storyline and <clears throat> kind of used Pogo as the character. So this guy, Mark Kanoy, he's does hasn't done shit since. I know he works. I think Killer Clowns from Outer Space was their production house. He directed this elaborate movie. So you're right. It's based on a political daily comic strip from the 50s when they okay. were going after simple Jay Malarkey at his Un-American Committee, right? <laughs> and basically, it was just ca cartoon characters, political politicians as animals. So you would have Fidel Castro. You would have, I don't know, the Soviet, yeah. what's the guy's name? Nikachov, whatever well, he was yeah, in the, the 50s. He had the eyebrows. He was yeah. the cough or something like that. They would show up in the swamp, but he really hated Senator Joe McCarthy. So he had simple Jay Malarkey. Right. Okay, so here, here we are. Pogo's our hero, and that's Porky Pine. And there's Albert the Alligator, and there's Howlin' Owl. Or Owl, Howl, Howl, Owl, 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 Owl Island. It's like Howl, Howland Owl. Now, this movie just jumps right into it. They're saying we want Pogo to run for president again. Okay, run for president of the United States, not of their yeah. little pond. Yeah, not of some imaginary swamp. She's my nose. Who is but the, the deal with is, the blue hat again? The blue hat right there, that's Porcupine, and that's voiced by Jonathan Winters. Okay. <laughs> Jonathan Winters, this a, it's a killer's row of, of voice talent. There's Pogo. I don't know if you saw Fritz the Cat. But sure. That's Fritz. Yeah, so that's the voice of Fritz the Cat. Uh-huh. Albert the Alligator is none other than Stan Freeberg. Here, let's listen to him. How much for being this up. this guy he's been Don't around in like anime. Y'all got me to run in the past, but never again. But, 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 forget it. I don't so even like those kind of hickey. Yeah. So they all they're all live in the swamp and we're gonna meet all the characters. I think the one 
character that's not in the movie is Beauregard Dog, but okay. they're all represented in here. You're gonna. It's interesting too. The voice sound, like I said, is fucking killer's row. One of the characters uh, is going to be voiced by Jimmy Breslin. Okay. And who, Ruth Buzzy. Yeah, go ahead. Jimmy Breslin. Yeah. Well, Jimmy Breslin, we know from New York. Uh, was he, did he write for the Daily News or the Post? They never really say. Oh, he wrote The Gang Who Wouldn't Shoot Straight. God, right. He was a New York personality. Right, 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 right. Jimmy Breslin. Yeah. <laughs> he always wore a suit because he was a reporter. Right, right. And he had that voice. So it's yep. interesting about that. Yep. So we're introducing the villains. Here is like, his name is Molester Mole. And this is oh. Molester Rat. Yeah, but they don't really Molester? call him Molester in this movie. And and what's Vincent? That's Vincent Price. What's his name? Vincent Price is the muskrat guy. I forget the first name. So the mole is Jonathan Winters, who plays three roles in this movie. And then we hear jo uh, Vincent Price doing the voice of the muskrat. What's interesting to me is that in this movie, Muskrat seems like he's human, right? Big cook nose. And they're planning right here to uh, yeah, he control does. the elections. They're saying, listen, if we if we control the pieces, you know, we win the game. So okay. we put on some simpleton to run, and then we find a simple opponent, and we hold all the cards. So we need to get Pogo to run for president. Because Pogo's a dummy. That's a, oh yeah, he's like an therapy. every possum. He's an every possum, you know, and he's gonna. People like him in the swamp. Pogo is a possum. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they have a bunch of characters. Let me see. I have a. You know what's really great? I got I got all my research uh, this time from YouTube. Uh, yeah. Ohio State just had a retrospective on Walt Kelly from last year, and they had a half hour video, virtual tour that was delightful. You know who, who's influenced by this strip? Who's a lot that? of people. Dewsbury, obviously, for the political stuff. Uh, Bloom County, they had their own little Bloom County. Okay. Uh, uh, Dewsbury, of course, I mentioned that. Shoe, do you remember Shoe, where these owls ran a yeah. newspaper? Nope. Okay, well, this, there's an owl that runs a newspaper in this strip. And, uh, oh, wait, I think I do I, I did, oh, no, that was, oh, yeah, right. Once there was an you, owl here, and I was like, Shoe, Shoe. <laughs> Shoot, right. No, no, different. It was the wrong thing. That alligator I've seen in Jeff Smith's bone. He has like a phone bone character, which looks like Albert the alligator with a even with a cigar. And then uh, Albert the alligator talks stupid. Well, he talks like Stan Freeberg. I don't know. Oh, okay. Do you remember Stan Freeberg? Does that name no. ring a bell to you? No, 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 no. You know how you know Stan Freeberg? Do you remember the Encyclopedia Britannica commercials where there was yeah. like some Simon, Uncle Cousin Simon kid who's like, what? That's his son, Donovan. And uh -huh. he directed all those Britannica, uh, Encyclopedia Britannica ads. So you know, you're right probably... that that guy's a human hanging out with all the animals. It's weird. But he's not, though. He's a muskrat, but <clears throat> he doesn't really come across. He kind of comes across, you know, as a Jew, I always point out anti-semitism every chance i can get but you got a hook no cloven uh adult trying to to manipulate things so i don't think it was his attention yeah Do you uh, know how mm -hmm. yeah it wasn't the intention it just comes you know my, no, my it might have been the intention it might have been <sighs> they're, they're hoodwinking they're hoodwinking pogo right now to take his photos so they could use it for the campaign there's no it's interesting this movie because 
It was supposed to come out four months before the 1980 uh, election. That right? would have been perfect. Would have been perfect. They were promised that, and then the company reneged. They said, no, we're not going to. They even had a company poster set did? up and everything. In their best interest, that's when it would make more money. Well, you know what they did? They decided to release it as a video cassette available at Photomat. So in 1980, if you went to a Photomat kiosk, you could purchase for whatever the retail price in 1980 for a video cassette. Uh-huh, $7.99. Oh, yeah, it was $7.99. <laughs> it was like $59. I think it was $54. Oh, like those first re- – remember that? I remember that. Yeah. And then, like, would always... next thing you know, they'd be 20 bucks. Well, a lot of times it was priced because they want to keep it rental. Like, if you bought E.T. back in the day for – 20 bucks you would never re-rent it so hey oh yeah it's available for retail it's 89.95 oh you got better you might as well rent it Mm -hmm. it's cheaper to rent it yeah so this movie like i'm gonna get into the detail about the production because i watched this guy has a a playlist of all the press coverage in 1980 evening magazine wait a second hold on whoa 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 like Okay, are they doing a press photo right now? I mean, he's on Mount Rushmore. Yeah. He's a president. He is on Mount Rushmore. And so I think okay. what it is is like he's poked his like, hey, Pogo, do you mind poking your head in there? And he's like, sure. So he and got then he, into doing it because yeah. they really want him to. Okay. Are we getting hilarity right now? Do you know how many? So they say like it takes them like eight hours to build a model. And they use like wood and scalpels to kind of and brushes to smooth things right. down. Right. But they can only use a model for like four seconds worth of film. And then they mm-hmm. have to use a new model because it gets too dirty. So every wow. time you see a scene, it's a new model. That's There's crazy. so much effort. And you know, I've I remember the trailer and when I watched some of the other video. Obviously, we want to thank Joe 4H Man for posting this, but this is like one of the worst copies I've seen. You know, it's not a great copy. Thanks for nothing, dude. Thanks for nothing, dude. I want my money back, Joe H. Listen, uh, wait till you see Stewardess School next week. It's just as, you know, awful (laughs) VHS copy on YouTube. Oh, I saw Stewardess School on Prime Video. I I don't know if I could watch a cheap version of it. Yeah, well. If you're watching our show, you're gonna. We have the but Greek if, one. We also have the Greek one. But if you watch this, like the first generation version of this, it's yeah. smoother than the Smurfs. I mean, it's gorgeous looking. Absolutely well, yeah, gorgeous. It is, you know, and they made this whole world, and we're in this big, you know. I think there's a disconnect because one, it is difficult to switch mediums, right? Yeah. I mean, and it's one thing to do an animated special. Chuck Jones did a. Uh, Pogo special in 69 that the uh, creator hated oh, and uh, he did what he responded was that well Kelly came up with his own cartoon which is on YouTube it's gorgeous absolutely gorgeous uh, but it was never finished so if you have a chance to check out Walt Kelly's animation it's great but a lot of things get lost like he's great because his he he was a Disney animator. Like he's credited on Dumbo. He's uncredited for Fantasia. He left in 41. Okay. Yeah. He did a bunch of shorts with them and stuff like that. When he started doing animal comics, he still applied that animation flow. So everything is vibrant and moving and full of life. And he has this great detail. And then his calligraphy, the lettering he does is so great. We're going to meet a character named PT Bridgeport, the Jimmy uh, Breslin guy. 
And when right. he speaks, it's calligraphy. Like it's, you know, like a movie, like a P.T. Barnum poster. Who's showing so, up in this limo? He's having a fantasy. So let me tell you what's going on. This is all political humor minus the politicians. So it's basically how to run for office. They want. They just said, hey, Albert, you're going to be the campaign manager for Pogo, and you're going to make lots of money. And then he fantasizes him on a limo. <laughs> Look how so beautiful. Yeah, it's gorgeous. I mean, all and this it, stuff is gorgeous. Yeah, and it's now, really – we're seeing a very bad copy. Very bad copy. But the question he asks is that if you're familiar with the comic strip, what does this have to do? I mean, on its own, it's beautiful, right? And if they were doing, like, the adventures of – sanitary napkin it would be a great original story but they're taking you know walt kelly's story right and they're creating it into this full length 90 minute uh masterpiece and things get lost you know there's a disconnect yeah. you can never really replicate the cartoon so you go okay no problem we'll, we'll do it unless on the you actually story. you did it like a an animation that was a black and white sketch in a you know right well, you know, yeah. it's funny. I saw this movie in the theater on Tuesday, and it was in black and white. Should have gone mm -hmm. Sunday. This movie? Yeah. The, the Daily Showing funny. was in black and white, but on Sunday Why? it was in color. Because it's a comic strip, and I'm trying to make a joke. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Right. So, so Monday through Saturday, it's black yeah, and white. It's in yeah. Okay, okay. But Sunday there. <laughs> Now, what is shoot. going on? I don't know what's the plot at all. Is this sure? I'm, I'm going to tell you. So, they have bullet points of of how a campaign works, and they're making fun of it. Okay. So right now, Howlin' Owl, it just printed. Oh, here it goes. He goes. Ah, blasted punk rock, miserable punk rock. <laughs> and it's 1980. Yeah. So that was a little <laughs> inside. That that one was for us, the kids. Yes, that's right. Who've never heard of fucking Walt Kelly, but heard of punk rock. <laughs> oh, I just spilled coffee. Yeah, uh, going. Oh, me? When I first watched this film, I said, I don't like this. And then I called Mike and I said, I, I let's skip Pogo. And he goes, I'll tell you what, let's make it a switcheroo. And I said, Great! Great! Because look how pretty it is. Look how beautiful it is. Oh, it's definitely worth watch, but it's not it's not the strip. Uh and what they're doing is so the, the guy who has a newspaper, he wrote Pogo Wins Election and right. it lands on Albert and and by the way, the turtle, you want to guess what the turtle's name is? Uh is it Slowpoke? Is it Shelly? It's Shelly. It's Shelly, right? No, it's Femi La Church. Femi La Church. Okay. Is she French? And yeah, I guess, but it's feminine, right? Fem? Anyway, so it's yeah. uh, Arnold Stang. Our buddy Arnold Stang does the voice. Mr. Top Cat, Hercules goes to New York. Uh, right. And, Arnold. you know, him and Jonathan Winters were both in It's a Mad, 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 Mad World. Yeah, I guess I need to watch that film again. Everybody references it all the time. I remember it, but uh, I didn't. I wasn't laughing as hard as everybody else. It's one of those movies where it's, uh, you're not going to laugh out loud. You know, either well, you're gonna. The, you, I did a couple times. They, what is her name? Merman Ethel Ethel. Yeah, Ethel Merman. Yeah, so she's in the car, bitching and complaining, and to the, the son-in-law, and then the driver goes, "Boy, I don't envy being you, buddy." <laughs> with this, <laughs> Thomas, this old yeah. horse, right to her face. Well, it wasn't literally to her face, but she's in. It was room. Terry Thompson, right? 
He must you know, have been embarrassed bad. in front of the whole cabin. You know, everyone's thinking what he's saying. Ethel Merman is such a hottie, and then in this movie, they just kind of make her into this awful mother-in-law. <laughs> All right, so what's going hottie. on is that she was <sighs> never a hottie, even well when she was young, I guess. But oh, you, you mean during those swimming spectacles, she was hot? Okay, she was certainly. All thin. Right. All right. I lost my glasses. Hey, mister, yeah. here's your glasses. Oh, that's the so, bad guy, and a good guy helped them. So what they're going to do is they need to find an opponent, somebody who... Uh, they can manipulate. They so, so this guy is named Fremont the Bug. He's a legitimate character, and he, he ran... When Pogo ran for president in 1950, this was his competition. All he says is two words, just fine. That's his mom <laughs> right there. So they're so yeah, excited that this. I think it's cute. This is one of the only good things I like before I told you. I don't want to do this. This is indeed a face. Let's hear the just fine voice. Just hang. The natural talking fool. That's Vincent Price. Just fine. So we're not making fun of politicians. We're making fun of the political American process of running for can uh, for presidency. So there'll be fundraising. There'll be canvassing. There'll be the convention. These are kind of the bullet points they hit. Uh-huh. So they're evergreen, you know, it's not uh it's they're not making Joseph McCarthy jokes, you know. So is he gonna be their opponent? I didn't see this. That's whole right. Thing. Okay. Nothing really happens in this movie, Carl, but yeah, that's exactly right. He's gonna be the 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 opponent. All right, well that's fine. That's just fine. I let me see if I can find so I want to talk a little bit. John Ellis has a, a YouTube channel, and he has all these uh, evening magazines and stuff. So from what I learned from evening magazine from 1980, uh, this is called Flexiform Animation, and they use character models to change the position and shape. They shoot it frame by frame. They use extensive storyboards. They have over 1,000 panels. Uh, they use, like, uh, sculptors use tools to reach out in smooth places, like a brush and scalpel. It takes five to eight hours to make a model depends mm -hmm. on uh, then each character lasts 48 seconds and every time you see a model it's a new one also like there's the background of course the swamp they have these model characters and then they have little miniature props like we'll see food yeah. and like you know uh bon chocolate bonbons with chocolates inside all of that's like neat cane or a phone or a hat you know we're going to see something really cool we're going to see a working functional pinball machine huh. uh and and the guy said it took him two months to build. Wait, working and functional. So it's not a pinball machine. It's a model. It's a miniature pinball machine that has a bunch of switches to turn lights on and off. Now, am I at all looking at clay because the way their eyebrows go and their expressions? Yeah. Okay. It's clay over the model or it's a model clay? The model is made out of clay. And what they do is it's, they shoot it frame by frame. Okay. And they use the tools to move the mouth. They keep the, the characters there and they move it, you know, ever so slightly. That's why it looks a little more realistic. So basically, now, if you ever read the strip, when they go fishing, the boat has a different name on every panel and they kind of honor that. Yeah, it looks great. No, but under the water, looking down on them through the water, visually stunning. Yeah. I think I'll stop bringing it up. 
Well, I think the director does a great job. Look at that. Oh, well, you know, men of my age wear corsets. <laughs> Is that a girdle, essentially? Yeah, right. Wow. Yeah, I'm thinking it's... of doing that. I'm thinking of investing uh, 86 bucks and getting myself a pair of Spanx. I'm going to get myself a toupee, and when it falls off, I'm going to be super embarrassed. And then when my shirt comes off and my corset's revealed, I'll be, like, even double embarrassed. Now, a corset is that one with strings in the back, and you pull it tight, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm getting Spanx. Spanx. Spanx is no problem. There is a nod on this thing. One charming... Now, Jonathan Winter does three voices, but the voice of Porcupine sounds exactly like Jonathan Winter's that we know and love. The depressed Jonathan yeah. with, you know, no one likes me. Oh. oh, that one? I think of Jonathan Winters as being goof, like, uh, let's hear it. Okay, yeah, I'm oh, sorry. Let me... Put your pressure down here, that is, if you get a bite, all them things, on. I don't know what's going on on that other side there. I ain't going to worry about that. This, this is the side. See, if I was to get a bite. <laughs> oh, you know what? I got it on the setting. Oh, golly, let me give you a hand. Do you notice the uh, name on, on the book? Isn't, I'm sorry, is, wasn't he like the middle-aged, chubby guy? He would play yeah. a kid sometimes, and you'd be, be on television all the time. All the time. He played Mirth, Mark and Mindy's son, in, towards the end of the season show. Don't remember they that. gave birth to a grown, a grown man? No, I don't. Uh, look, look. Yeah, he, I'm not mentioning how right? that looks. No, I'm, I didn't say that. Uh, good old squirt. I think the fish. So basically, all pa Ugo wants to do in this movie is to fish with his best friend, Porky Pine. But okay. the swamp won't let him. They I'm want him to run for president. president. Yeah. And this is going to bum out Porky. And, you know, Pogo that. is never... Listen, don't, right, comment, right? don't comment. I'm not commenting. You know, it's interesting. That evening magazine, they talked to the director, and he was saying, if we can do it, we will do it. Yeah. We will make it possible. So you will notice, like, Albert will be blowing smoke rings, or there'll be bubbles coming out of a cauldron, or you can see underneath the water. They kind of go beyond what they... This, you, you know, know how, how many... How many... was for this? I could tell you how much time they spent on it for a crew of 45. No, thank you. So you don't know, like, it must have been so, 10 months. It must have been so much money. Now, these little mice I don't get. They're like kind of, they are now in the business of polling, P-O-L-L-I-N-G. So oh. they're going to, yeah, so, you know, when uh, they're going to call up and say, what do you think of this candidate? Okay. So this is the political humor that I mean. Like it shows the the ropes of the elections and how what you have to do, but without naming names, they're not doing Jimmy Carter jokes. They're not doing uh, uh -huh. just the process. The title itself is based on Eisenhower. I like Mike. I like Ike. I Excuse me. I like Pogo. Yeah. So when I like Ike was popular, I right. go Pogo was the daily comic response. I like Mike. I like Mike too. Yeah. I want to be like Mike. Yeah, be like Mike <laughs> Spiegelman. Yeah. Well, that movie, Like Mike, was great. I had a great time on set and they were really, you know, a little bow wow was terrific. That's good. Yeah. Then I found out it wasn't about me. Yeah. What a bummer. Okay. See, look, a little smoke coming out of here. Okay. Now, this is like a funny bit. 
they're trying to figure out the campaign. And the owl says, well, we're down a half a million. And then the, the turtle's going to turn to Albert and goes, what did you do with a half million? Yeah, I remember this. I remember this. That's right. There was going to be all this mix up. And then the owl is going to say, well, actually, we are, we're back a million. And then the, the turtle is going to say, a million and a half? Where did we spend that? So, no, we never uh, had it. It's like uh, Lewis Carroll funny logic, right? Let's listen. Go off with her head. Oh, can you give it back? See, he wants the half a million back. Leave it, leave it. Neither of you understand me. What, what do you mean? mean? Nobody took anything. What? Well, we never had anything to begin with. That's why we're short. In fact, not only are we short a half a million dollars, we're short a million dollars as well. Oh, no. That makes a million and a half missing. The problem See. is increasing every minute. Who else knows about this? Hmm. Nobody actually. Yeah, so it's like, I don't know, Alice in <laughs> Can you imagine spending all day, all night doing claymation and then having it ruined by that music? <laughs> <laughs> all these things are built. The, the sneakers in the background, look at the Well, I think that's clay. The... But look at that the owl. I mean, that owl. The, the apple, apple with the bite. Yeah. yeah. The pan. You'll see the pinball machine. There's going to be a car chase at the end. It looks great. For sure, I mean, you can get. I don't know. I guess Showtime in the '80s was pretty classy. This movie came out on uh, a video Jeez. cassette in '80, in time for the election, and then on November second, nineteen eighty-two, the midterm election, HBO premiered it. So it actually premiered on the midterm election. So it did get yeah. its little wish, and Disney released it on video. I think in '84, and it was an '89 version, but it's never been on DVD. Now, the thing is, it, it, back in the day, HBO was number one, right? right. And then yeah. Showtime was number two. If you didn't have HBO, right. then you got... Then there was a third one with like an E. There was like always... There was a Epic. third deal, any, tier, anything under HBO and Showtime. Stars. Stars, Epic, Encore. Um, yeah, maybe... Cinemax, which I think was HBO. Or no, that was Showtime, I think. Cinemax. No, that was. Oh. was so it? let's listen to Jimmy Breslin. You know what? Well, we had one of those, but. Uh, this is Sam Freeberg right here. A misunderstanding, Clint Lizard. I'm referring to reimbursement of the pecuniary kind. Of money. Pete, so PT Bridgeward, he comes in, he says, Hey, you guys are going to run a campaign. You need me for fundraising, and I'll take a cut. Don't worry about it. <laughs> So this is like the the flourish language, the calligraphy language, and so they use Jimmy Breslin. He said he had our best interests at heart. Well, not at heart exactly. Boink. More like in his pocket. He gets interest for everything he does. Ah. Oh, interesting. Tell you what I'm going to do for you, boys. I'll organize this whole thing for you, and it won't cost you a single cent other than a small share of the results. Say, 70 to start and add expenses on later. <laughs> These politicians, right? What a bunch of politicians. Huh? That's politics, folks. So, you know, what difference does it make if he's going to take 71 if he could raise 70? Right? And he's like, whatever, we'll do it. So yeah, here we are. Nothing. Yeah, right. So now they're doing fundraising for Pogo. And I, I am going to play the scene with... What's that? Gambling? 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a big thing in this in this bit. Uh -huh. I'll, I'll play the Jimmy Breslin bit, which is one of the funniest things I've seen him hands down. You know, this movie's uneven, but there's this great, 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 great scene where Jimmy Breslin just kind of breaks it down. So I will definitely play it. But, you know, they're doing little jokes. They got, here, look at this pinball machine. This is for reals. It took this guy two months to build. Because, like, we see the numbers going. Yeah, and the lights and the board. Like, I don't uh -huh. know about the ball, but yeah. they have a little remote control switch to light up the, the bumpers. Do and you the numbers, happen yeah. to know, is this the size of a table or is it the size of a room? That's a great question. It is a, it is a miniature. They showed it on the Evening Magazine. It's okay. like something on some guy's desk. Right. Okay, so before we go to Jimmy Breslin doing a little card game, Porcupine's trying to rip these guys off with the old shell game. Right, and he keeps ripping himself off. Because there's a pee under each shell. Yeah. Which he... It just leads to Jonathan Winters going, well, I, I guess uh, I better do a better job next time. You know, I don't know about these frogs. I never really figured it out. Well, they're gamble. Well, okay. The gamble frogs. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this little. Okay, so it's it's manual. Yeah. Yeah, this is all like they built the merry-go-round and then they, they moved the claymation. No, but I mean, it's not like a mechanic, like a per a human pushes it. No, no. They got a, a Flintstone animal in there saying it's, it's a living. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It's a living. So this is one thing is they, they spin around. Okay, here we go. I'm going to be quiet. Right the, they're changing. Let me see. take a listen to this. take a chance and see a little bit of life? We want Pogo. Put your money up for Pogo. A buck for Pogo is a buck well spent. Put your money down. Okay. Now you got the game. I'm taking one look at you and you've got the whole thing right there. This is your day. Take your shot. <laughs> hey, I don't know when and when I see one. Let me tell you right now, you're gonna win the whole house. Besides, we're trying to help somebody here. This is a worthy cause. Dollar. What are you worrying about? Do you think I would do anything to you boys? Come on, you know me. I've been with you. A buck for Pogo is well spent because Pogo's for you. I just happen to be the man in the vortex of the occasion. Believe me, the satisfaction of walking out of here and knowing inside me that I've done something good is rewarding. They lost? Nice, nice sleep. Yeah, Tuck it right under my neck. Look up at the sky. Tell myself as I think of you. Another day that I cool those silly bastards. <laughs> is that genius? Yes. He gives he gives that little speech to the frogs. You could trust me. Come on. It's a dollar for Pogo. And he takes the dollar and he goes, Moments like these, I stay up and I in my bed and just think about how I cheat those little bastards. <laughs> he just says it right to their face. Okay, yeah. so let's hear Jonathan Winners. Okay, here's Winners. He's under three shells. You know, I never did get to know how to do this real good. <laughs> No, no, you got to let it play through. You gotta let it play through. Okay, he's done. This is yeah. I love that. Winters that makes me laugh. It's oh, well, Jonathan Winters makes me laugh. Uh, Jonathan Winters makes me laugh too. But this isn't the one. I don't know. It's a little low. Yeah, no, this is. 
it doesn't seem like other than that speech that Jimmy Breslin gives, I don't think anything really kind of connects to me. Like I understand what they're doing. They're they're offering a fundraiser and they're milking everybody. There's this right. great routine that's going to come up after this where they're going to go canvassing, which okay. is basically they put a piece of canvas under the floor and they shake the the voter until all the coins land on the canvas and they take the canvas. <laughs> that's canvassing. So uh the mole man is kind of in charge and he says i have an idea i want you to dress up as a mom and i'm gonna dress mm. up as a baby and this is how we're gonna infiltrate it because they're at the enemy's funny yeah well, well, you know I... what the enemy they've never talked to pogo directly like jimmy breslin has spoken more now they have a kissing booth and arnold stang the little pervert's like oh you know who would be perfect uh the female character the uh, female character no, there's two female characters, and I think Ruth Busby all... is one of them. Yeah, I think she's two of them actually. Uh huh. And uh, you can hear her voice; she's so good. We know Ruth, but here she is. Let's take a listen to Ruth. Uh, Miss Hepzibah. Oh no, how about Miss Hepzibah? What a lovely day! Oh no, that's not it. Oh. <laughs> Oh, uh, would you like to go to a movie? No, uh, that doesn't sound right. I know, I'll speak to her right now. And then someone pops out. Hello, Miss Hesketaba. What's her name? Hesketaba. So Hesketaba. the little pervy turtle is going to say, we want you to do the kissing booth. And Ruth Buzzy is going to be like, oh, no, I can't. Oh, oh, oh. Um, uh, we have in mind an activity that will put to use your natural talent. Oh, but of course. I shall organize a grand deck sale featuring my famous strawberry shortcuts. Yeah, well, that's nice, but how about kiss and critters for a buck each instead? Oh, so this is what I can expect from my friends, that I should stay in a window oh, so and kiss oh. strangers. I, well, so no, we, I can't believe. But we get her with a French accent. Right, and then she does another voice, but she does a great job. She does what, you know, she came in. Everyone here is fucking, I haven't even talked about Stan Freeberg. Stan Freeberg is like a cult comedy classic classic guy. I don't know if you heard of him before. He was a radio head. He did a show for decades, but he, for me, he, he did a country, comedy albums, History of America, right. uh, St. George. Freeberg? Yeah. He did a uh, St. George and the Dragnet, Dragon Net, where they, you know, Joe Friday hunts a dragon or something like that. Well, uh, how do he's you a funny spell guy. his last name? How do you spell his last name? Yeah, that's a good question. So it's not spelled like a normal Jew. It's it's F R E B E R G, Freeberg. F E R E. What'd you say? F F R E. Okay. B E R G. Freeberg. Freeberg. Okay, I'll look him up. Okay, they found a solution. Look at the solution. He's going to get kissed. Yeah, there you go. Don't kiss him, they'll turn into princes. He punched him. Yeah, and that's the end of that story. I guess what's going to happen here. Great boobs. Those are fake boobs. She's dressed up. That's. Yeah, we know Vincent Price. Hey, Carl, did Vincent Price ever live in New Jersey? I don't know the answer. We saw one of his movies on this show. Um, yeah, it was easy research for me because we've already, you already researched these people in previous movies. Yeah. So, gosh, yeah. He was like, 
he killed himself to get rid of this evil spirit guy. I remember that. That was a good movie. I like that film. Look at right, everything's total chaos. Here's Miss Beaver. Yeah. Uh oh, guess what's gonna happen? And they're claymating all of this. It looks good though. Look at this poor bear. <laughs> yeah, the guy who's yeah. robbing everyone blind. Poor bear. Poor bear. But he doesn't show up. That's it. He's done. So uh this, Wait, we won't they, see the fundraiser guy for the rest of the No, movie? he's not well, he's gonna show up with a bill and they're gonna go, What what, what? <laughs> you know, and they're they're counting their money. And then yeah, the, the bear's gonna show up and take take most of it and then never show up again. Okay. And what do they spend the money on? TV commercials? Right. They they well it's for the campaign, they're gonna create a slush fund. Problem is, oh. Carl, all this money is is grubby and dirty. Yeah. So they're gonna go to Miss Beaver to launder the money. <laughs> this is what I mean by political humor. <laughs> Have yeah. it. Really appreciate you commiserating with my Reaper. Uh... Yeah. I'm gonna oh, give that, you that, a that's rebate it. on your compensation. And... Yeah, and that's it. Now he's out of here. Takes the money and runs. I don't know. Like, I recommend the comic strip. I definitely, like, uh, you can kind of get lost. I, I just recently read a bunch in the Smithsonian comic book book, and they cool. showed the first instance of Pogo and then this really delightful... You know, <laughs> it wasn't common for these daily strips to be based on actual comics. Right. So this was, He stopped in 41, and then this, this strip started in 48. Okay, okay, they're canvassing right now. They put the piece of canvas underneath and they shake out all the coins. And we're going to have a, a montage of this. Now, what is canvassing in real life? Are you asking questions or? Yeah, you or go door to door, you talk to. Yeah, you go canvassing. You, you see what the people need. And their joke is that you just uh, rob them blind. You go, okay, I'm canvassing. I knock on yeah. your door. What do I That's say right. to you? You say Pogo for president. Hi, hi, uh, Mr. Spiegelman. I'm here with the Pogo for presidency. Uh, and then, you know, can I get your support? So they're going, but basically they're canvassing and they're just milking them for money. Okay, so Shaking they're not asking shake. them questions. They're talking about their candidate. Yeah, they are. But at the same time in this comedy, they're, shake, you know, they're yeah, yeah, yeah. Shake, literally shaking them down. If I have any, uh... let's hear for a second. Look at all that. Sure, of course. Right, Jersey. There's no way we can run a campaign with dirty money. The public will never stand for it. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. Come on, we'll start to give it back. Give it back. Give it back. Have you lost your mind? And I know just the lady to do that. Now, I think this is also laundry. Why it's always the same. Folks it does sound like Ruth, right? Things up, never give a care to the Greek and grind yes. is simply awful. Yes. Then everybody okay, so, expects it all to come out in the water. Do you see that cauldron? Oh, not there. That's the, she uses okay. the frog to wash the clothes. It's, he's going to say, are you cleaning that frog? She's like, no, it's the frog helps living. me with the It's a living. Uh... But there is a cauldron full of money, of slushy money. It's the slush fund. Right. Okay. 
You now, get it, Carl? He's got it. Well, yeah, a slush fund is like the fund you use like for incoing, outgoing cash, like petty cash and stuff. And it's a good way to like hide money, launder money, you know, just throw right. it in the slush fund. Oh, I guess they bought hot dogs with it, these canvassers. But when really yeah. you're withdrawing for your own. Albert's oh. really excited. Oh, so they're making a pun. They need to go raisin. And the only raisins we like are on cereal. They got to raise funds. So they're talking about raisin. Now he stuck his head into the slush fund. He loves, he can't get enough of that slush fund, Carl. Sorry. So yeah, he uh, he's going to do this little shtick. He's got the, then the owl is going to be like. Albert Alligator is in there. Albert Alligator, yeah. Okay, okay. Now the owl is going to be like, hey, turtle, pass me that slush fund. He goes, I don't know. I don't see the slush fund. I don't see the Albert. <laughs> Where's the money? It's still in the pot? Yeah, I don't really understand it. This is my fourth time watching it. Okay. I think so. I think that's what's implied. I don't know why the alligator would... I don't know why it's in a cauldron or why the alligator would stick his head into it, but, you know. Is it dumb we're blocking the subtitles? I kind of don't mind. You know, he he has this kind of southern gothic cadence, you know, uh, and they kind of replicate it. So the YouTube closed circuit doesn't really get every single word right. Yeah. So fuck it. But now, so Porky mistakes uh, Albert as the dark horse candidate. So they're going to do some dark horse candidate jokes. Okay. <laughs> like, I don't know. I was watching this film and I just wasn't into it. They did kept doing obvious things. And, and, and so I, you know, I'm glad you're doing the switcheroo because I did want to see it, but I really do. I mean, I think this is, there's so much love and so much sweat into this movie Yeah, that it, it should it. definitely be seen, you know, mm -hmm. and the original source is not the end of the world. This isn't like strawberry shortcake or these aren't fucking California raisins, right? They're, you know, it's based on something kind of solid. The problem is, is that something got lost in translation from translating this into a claymation movie. The the fun of the actual strip is gone. And, you know, I was watching that Ohio State uh, Billy Ireland ca uh, Cartoon Museum virtual wait, 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 wait. So I, if I had researched this movie, it would only been about the movie, right? Like... So remember, I told you that it, there was the perfect copy of uh, Stewardess School is in Greek. Yeah. Yeah, I was on my walk, and I said, Mike, to research this film, would learn Greek. You know, to, I'm almost. Done. All, all I know is that I don't. I appreciate your research, and I just <laughs> go with it on the show. So uh, I did want to. I did watch that Ohio thing because I was actually interested in it. And they entered, they had Gary Trudeau, they had the guy who did Calvin and Hobbes. They all spoke about oh, this yeah, comic yeah. strip, but they showed examples of the actual political humor. So part of it is that uh, Aldi, Ste Aldi Stevenson, what's that dude's name? Adley. 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 Adley Stevenson. Yeah. He, was he a, didn't really want to run, but they needed him to run. And this is kind of the, the joke they play with. Like, they're telling them that no one's going to vote for anybody, so it might as well be Pogo. Okay. You know, it's it's a win-lose situation. He doesn't want to run for office, but if he doesn't run for office, then people are going to vote for someone else, or they're not going to vote at all. Right. So he, you know, so he's just kind of there. I don't know. It's this weird logic. Yeah, that's right. He never wanted to do it. So has he been recruited yet? Because they've raised money yeah. for him. We haven't yeah. seen him at his own fundraising thing. 
No, we haven't. He's the star of this movie. Now they're playing a little song about your friend sucks. I think the song is called. It's hard to be a friend. You coward. Yeah, Pogo's not there. He can't go fishing. Life sucks. He's running for office. <laughs> but he's not, right? He's no. No he, he's being he's being pushed along, you know, and at one point he's gonna leave. He's not gonna accept the nomination. But now they're on the bullet checkpoint where they have to go to the convention. So we're gonna go to the convention after this little sad song. Uh the convention is next. Is it a metaphor for the country and they're really electing someone for their little pond or no? Well, that's the thing. No. I mean, like, Admiral Stevenson reluctantly ran. And that's mm -hmm. kind of the the original storyline of Ico Pogo in the 50s. And so that's kind of remains. But there's no reference to real reference to politicians, just the political process in this cartoon. So I don't know if that's funny. And I don't know what it has to do with Pogo. I mean, like, it's like saying I'm doing a Dunes. When Doonesbury did their animation special, like the TV right. special, they, they focus on Walden. When he did the Broadway show, he was based on the characters and them growing up in the 80s and leaving Walden. So okay. it was character-based. But these characters aren't that interesting. Mm -hmm. They just have goofy, funny lines and goofy, funny voices. Right, and the funny voices are great. God bless Sam Freeberg. God bless uh, you know Jonathan Winters and everybody, but it's like great voices and great claymation and nothing else. God bless the. God bless Ruth Buzzy. God bless Vincent Price. God bless yeah. Arnold Stang. Arnold Stang. God bless him. Jimmy Breslin's voice. Okay, so. Here's the people who have died since this movie came out. Jonathan Winter, they were all my Beggs, friends. Ben Freeberg, Bob McFadden, The Owl, Jimmy Breslin, and of course Walt Kelly passed away. Walt Kelly passed away in '73. So Wait, these are drawing. people who died? Died? Died. Yeah, these they were all my friends. And they died. Jonathan Winters got hit by a something trade. <laughs> One thing you could find on YouTube, and I had watched it previously, was there was a like the Sunday Funnies was well, no, the Fantastic Funnies CBS special. So it was an okay. animated special about the, the comic strips and it starred a real life and animated version of Lonnie Anderson. And they show Lonnie here's Anderson. a clip from the upcoming I Go Pogo movie. And they show the the Walnut Shell game. Uh, so I had seen, you know, I had seen clips of this movie previously and just never really had access to it. Stan Freeberg, I love you more than all the others, and I salute you, brother. <laughs> all the people in this film who died, died, died. died. So, I Go Pogo was released direct to video in September 1980 by Photomat. F-O-T-O-M-A-T. So it was never weird. released in theaters as planned, even though there's a movie poster. It has never been officially released on DVD, only on VH and Beta in 80, 84, and 89. Interesting. Huh. Yeah. I think it's crazy. Like, um, they must, the people working this film must have no overtime. They must have worked like, you know, 24 hour days and shit like that. Yeah. So, they really must have. Look how yeah, pretty so, it was. I didn't say that. I'm not bringing that up anymore. What's that? Well, it was pretty. It was all black silhouette. And then they zoom in close and the colors pop. 
let's let's talk about the 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 name of the boat because in the comic okay. strip he changes it he puts different yeah. names in there and they right. do that here and i can't tell if that's cool or not yeah it's cool does it pull you out no change the boat name every time all right all right they're getting ready for the convention Okay, no, I haven't seen anything. Is out of the convention. We'll put Pogo Cross on the first ballot. Where's Pogo? Pogo, how are we gonna vote for a non-existent candidate? Yeah, Pogo's barely you. in this movie. Thank you. Somebody had to say it. Pogo's not in this movie. It's his name. I go Pogo, but it's basically his pals trying to get him into office. Yeah. He's that, is that telephone. his Pogo logo? That's the Pogo logo. Bogo, you know, uh, I had a great deal. I bought a Pogo for full price. Yeah, and then and the other one was one? half off. Yeah. yeah, it was a Bogo yeah. Pogo oh. sale. Po Pogo. Buy one Pogo, get Pogo. one Pogo free. The Bogo Pogo Go Bogo. That's a Pogo. That's a Bogo No Go. Now, do you see what they did? They threw him in the uh, suitcase and threw him in the trunk, and then they're going to spend <laughs> the rest of the time going, "Where's Pogo?" Really? Frog, fellas. We ain't got no candy. Hey, hey, y'all. Hey, in here. Where do you suppose a little swamp? Man, I'll tell you, the first time I got Amazon Prime, the first thing I did was watch Fritz the Cat, which they have oh, yeah. available. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, that well, it goes pretty far. He, he, uh, remember in the bus, the scene in the bus with the pussy, with the, uh, I forget. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. I, I saw it and I was like, wow. And then, of course, there's the sequel, The Nine Lives of Fritz the Cat, that had nothing to do with anything. I didn't see uh, it. But you have to pay happens. for that. You know, and Jonathan Winters, of course, is Big Papa Smurf. Oh, is that right? He's Yeah, like the Hanna-Barbera cartoon series from the 80s. He was the Well, yeah, Papa that's some, I missed that. Uh... So many people, I, I miss that whole part of pop culture. Every time I see a Smurf, I just, it's just so dumb. Yeah, it hit me pretty hard. We used to go to like the Hallmark star, store and, and buy Smurfs. With, oh, like, really? Smurfs. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, my friend Taylor Holland, we would use Super 8 and then he would burn them and we would light them on fire and, and film it. That's cool. Well, that I, I guess. But, yeah, this kind of ruins the point of collecting, but I guess that was the point of it. <laughs> it does? Yeah. We're going to see like a bunch of car stuff uh, to see at the end. This film does the unfortunate let's introduce a new character in the third act. Yeah, routine. that's that's verboten. I don't know if it's verboten, but it's it's pretty ballsy to do that. You have to pull it off. The audience isn't you know, it's it's from the perspective of the audience. This Johnny come who's this, what sometimes if it's a reveal like right. they've been talking about, oh, I've never met my mother, and then in the third act, I like it. Like we saw, a house is not a home, and they introduce a character in the last third, which is obnoxious, dude. I like when there's a theme. A there's like a theme, and then the character they introduce in the third act is representative of that. Right. Theme. Then right. it makes the, sense to the audience. Then it makes sense because it's bigger than yeah. The devil came out. Okay, now we have a little montage again. Go, grab your stovies, turn your coat, it's party happening. 
It's convention time. Here, hi, I'm Mike from the Capitol Steps. Hello, uh, PBS presents Mike Spiegelman live at the Capitol. Hey, it's convention convention time. time. Hey, what's up with that convention? I'll be by the piano, right? (laughs) (laughs) So the animation is gorgeous, but they're just killing time. Have a button, have a cigar. Right, they all blew up, and that's a long-going thing. We watch the other characters blow up. Oh, look, there's the convention sign. Why do you keep giving out sticks? They're pogo sticks. Oh. <laughs> oh. I've never heard that before. Oh, is he stuffing the ballot box? For convention time. <laughs> the animation is great. Yeah, I was thinking that again when they were doing the boats, the car splash. Yeah. Budweiser. Oh, yeah. So the villain is putting up uh, the competitor, the the opponent's poster up there. There's nothing delivered with this convention. We don't actually see a convention. They just sing a song, you know. Pogo will give a speech. Nope. Pogo's going to say, I don't accept this nomination. Okay, because the big end of any convention is their candidate comes out and says, thank you for choosing me. Right. That's usually the conventional convention. Convention. Are they stuffing the ballot box? I don't really know what they're doing. Uh-oh, he's going to graffiti. Whoa, he totally decimated that. How can they survive that mustache? At the convention, everyone's for a candidate, and they do vote, and that's supposed to say, this is the person we choose for president. So I right. guess and they show it on TV. We interrupt this program to announce that Bogle Possum has won the nomination for the president history of the U.S. and A. Possum, a native of the seldom-remembered Okefenokee Swamp, has adamantly refused to accept the nomination. Encouraged by his stand, Bogle workers have pushed the nominee from the floor on the first ballot. They vowed to carry their man all the way to the Oval Office. Speak first if necessary. Head first, Head first if not. If not. For more. I like that. Speak first if necessary. Yeah. Head first if not. That's a great line. But again, it's like you see it coming. I don't know. There's something about the humor that's just it doesn't connect to me. I get it. Well, yeah, I when I was watching it, I was like not really enjoying it. Uh, I think maybe that's why. I they were saying right. something was obvious and this like, is all right. So we, really funny. <clears throat> yeah. So we're we're heading to the third act. Well, we have a nice healthy half hour before this film wraps up. So it does a very strange thing. The mole says, "I know what I'm going to have to do. I'm going to have to dress up as a dog catcher and catch Pogo Possum." And it's a little too much for Muskrat. And when he realizes what he's going to do, that he's going to probably kill Pogo, he slams the door on him. Watch here we go. Uh, I'm going to withdraw Pogo from the race permanently by my means. And he's like, by any means? Boom. (laughs) He's not going to take it. So for the rest of this movie, the mole is going to pop out. He's going to be dressed as a dog catcher, which is not a big surprise to everybody. But I don't know. Like, This is established one hour into the film. We still have another half hour, and... It's Once in really a while, a he shows character. up. Is this the new character you're talking about? No. So basically, they're going to get Wiley Cat, who's also voiced okay. by Jonathan Winters. And Wiley Cat 
he looks like the bad guy in those Mickey Mouse cartoons, like big bullshit. Uh, what was that stupid mouse? Like a big, I don't know, Peg Leg Pete or something like that. I don't really uh, remember the bad guy in Mickey Mouse. Well, they kind of retconned him, you know, in, in more recent Mickey Mouse stuff. I think it's like oh. Pete. Okay. And uh, so there's going to be Wily Cat. They're going to realize they caught the wrong guy. They didn't catch Pogo, as you can tell. Oh, the lights are out. I say, where to go? That could be Sam Freeberg too. <laughs> so they're gonna find. They're gonna go to the swamp. They're gonna talk to this uh, bobcat or what have you, and yeah. then they're gonna bring out Wily Cat. And Wily Cat's gonna car chase Pogo. And car the chase. film's gonna, yeah. And then the film's gonna end basically. So I don't right. know what's up with this ending. Look at that. Look how pretty. Oh, yeah. yeah, and you know, is this shadow puppetry or is this a straight out animation? It's it's right. still claymation. Oh my god, tricking everything. Okay, so Pogo's still like I'm not. <laughs> We've got to use the wow. old savvy, the like know-how, the moxie, and mother wit. I mean, we have to act like the red-blooded pioneers who invented the tall car, the square peg, the empty vistas of the TV screen. We are true patriots, true knight errants, blue-blooded boys. Okay, so he's going to start doing a sports analogy. They need to sell Pogo as a product. And the only right. funny line this guy says is that we'll... Uh, we'll put it... We'll show it... We'll, we'll deliver the message where they live on the TV set. So he'll say, like... We'll reach the voter for where they live. The TV. We'll put a commercial on. So right now he's doing a big sports analogy. Is, is he, that he his? Could... Is that the joke you're talking about? We'll no, do it where they we'll live. The thirsty... Yeah. yeah. Arouse the hunger of a hundred million humble hearts. Flame the flaring passions of the man in the street. Any questions? Yes. What in the world do you put in your watermelon preserves? It's delicious. Uh-oh, he's eating something. What are these? Campaign buttons for old Pogue. Natch. <laughs> I'm a goner. I ate one. I thought they were potato chips. But, but... <sighs> Jesus Christ, take a chill pill out. Who put Coke in his Tootsie Roll? Well, you have problem. Oh, you got a square to uh, the round peg. I just ate one. From <laughs> <laughs> Detroit, you know, increases product. Too dangerous. Can you imagine having to recall the entire month of July? Right. See, it's like all political humor, which is political of the humor. But at one point, they say we need to sell them. And he makes. Oh yeah, get free. Well, we can get free money. Well, everyone's too late. That's what Washington does. Besides, all our funds shrunk in the laundry. They shrunk in the laundry. <laughs> Don't look at me. I told you it would all come out in the wash, and it surely did. It came out in the wash. Girl. What we need are a bunch There's... of commercials. All right, here we go. This right where they live in their TV sets. Yeah, we'll reach the people right where they live on their TV sets. That's Beauregard Dog on the dog food. Uh, oh, he's a, okay. He's he's like a character in the swamp, but he's not in this movie. Listen, there was this show. like um, late eighteen hundreds uh, um, 
woman who lived in the backwoods kind of woman who would smoke a corn cob pipe, right? You always see old right. ladies with no jaws smoking it. Yeah. You know, or no, no teeth. That's what I meant yeah. with slack jaws. What is that? Appalachia. Appalachia. Is oh, the Appalachian. Yeah, right. Like well, is that then, where uh... we are? Well, I always think of it as William Faulkner. Remember William Faulkner had this fake southern county that all his stories took place like yokonoganoka county i so thought that was that kind of a take are, of it. you don't know like they're down south they're in louisiana in their swamps yeah. they're they're, no, they're louisiana the, swamp. the appalachian trail the appalachians is the mountain range above well, where we are which explains why they've been cooking meth this whole time <laughs> <laughs> witcher's bone you don't know where they're located, this swamp, right? It's a fake place. It's a fake, yeah. It's like Bloom County. It's somewhere in America. Go tell a man, tell a good news. But if you're somewhere in America that is the South, as opposed to somewhere in America that is the Midwest, as opposed to somewhere But I also America think is... it's like the political swamp, too, because they would have all these political characters show up. Lyndon Johnson would show up. It's basically he would... There was a month. It took a month for a comic strip to appear in a newspaper. It wasn't yeah. like six days to air, like right. South Park. So yeah. they had a he had a meter his political humor, so it would still be fresh. You know, right. I think right. Dewsbury has a shorter window, or uh, and he also had alternative strips because a lot of newspapers weren't that thrilled by the politics. So he would have like a, you know, a happy-go-lucky yeah. strip. Yeah. So what's happening now is Corncob Lady said, you know, you can't have Pogo as a single good dude. He needs a first lady like that French chick. Right. So, you know, yeah, after telling her to join a kissing booth, they're now saying, we want you to be the first maid of Pogo. So here it's claymated. I love when they do the silhouette thing. The silhouette's gorgeous. Yeah. And I, I kind of hope it was the animation because it just looks great. There was a. Uh, you ever see Wes Anderson's movies? He did a couple of full length clay animation films The Fantastic Mr. Fox and then Isle of oh, Dogs. Yeah, right. Yeah, that Fantastic Mr. Frogs, I got to tell you. And I thought this when I read, you know, when my kids read the book when they were little. That movie, that it's horrible. The guy always wins. He always wins. He wins, 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 wins. The whole movie just makes the I guy know, it wasn't... cool. Yeah, he was like, cool. not a hero. He thinks he's a Fonzie, but he's really more of a Ralph Mouth. Is that George Clooney Fox? I, I don't know what that means, but... Well, he thinks he's cool, right? He thinks he's Fonzie. But the thing is, he always is successful and wins, and he went and he stole all the stuff every time, and the guy's like, yeah. oh, that Fox! The whole movie! <laughs> yeah, and then have you seen Isle of Dogs? No. Is that at the grocery? It's, uh, I don't know. I, I don't really understand that movie. It's all right. Well, they have a cat food aisle. Ah. Uh, okay, so they're, they're having, this is actually one of the funnier moments we just missed. Uh, you know, Porky and, and Pogo are complaining about the rest of the swamp, and then he goes, yeah, Pogo, they're even having a fish fry in your honor. And Pogo goes, I can smell that fry from here. We should go. <laughs> now he's And Albert, by the way. Look, his food is so bad. Albert's food that all the characters are going to be like, you know, they're going to take a sip and they're going to faint in the background. 
Did you see how they animated those, bu not animated, those bubbles popping? I love it. Yeah, let me find that quote. Okay, so the director of Evening Magazine. the center of the screen. What's that? Move the mouse. Oh, no, it was me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, no I problem. Have my, my mouse didn't show up. <laughs> so here's what the guy says. The director says, is it possible to visualize something, and can we make it real? And yeah. I really think that kind of stands in this, like with the bubbles and like, this, you know, they do a lot of stuff that they go the extra mile, a lot of it. Like they, if it's that possible, sounds like they a will great do philosophy. It. Yeah. Look, he tastes it. Blah. It's, these are like Bender jokes from Futurama. Here, let me try Mark Kanoi. I'm sure it's perfect. Whoa. I think just like that, you should at least feel a little tickle. I don't know what you're all waiting for. It tastes perfectly funny. <laughs> Did not see that coming. You're right, Al, but could use a little more salt. Oh, you're killing me. It sure is a shame and a scandal that we're doing this political dinner for the benefit of a candidate that isn't even here. You mean which isn't even running? Oh, the boy's running all right, namely away from us. Oh, oh. <laughs> I tell you, texting Mike, I don't know about Pogo. I'm just, I'm not into it. I don't know what to say. It's political humor. You see, during the campaign, he's running. Away from the campaign. Oh, oh he's running oh, look, all right. He's running all right. He's got a plunger. The Miss Beaver took a sip, and you can see her pass in the background, pass out <laughs> in the background. Yeah, so they're talking politics, you know. Oh, the issue of birth control. Oh. Exactly. With a special it's emphasis cool. on the egg. Especially if you're an owl or a turtle. You know... I never knew. I don't know. It's over my head. What's the joke about birth control? Well, you know, exactly. Or eggs if you're an owl or a turtle. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get now, it. Now, he's saying, like, don't worry about government being bigger. You know, it was it was bigger this time. It'll be bigger the next time. And then it'll be even bigger than the next time. So no worries. Again, this is like we're not pointing out politicians. Right. We're, we're talking, talking about, talking about government. We're doing like it's a horse race, not the horses. Uh oh. I love how Albert drinks, eats the food with the cigar still in his mouth. Yeah. No, okay, so this character is gonna have a change. This is the just fine Fremont yeah. the bug. Well now, he takes one sip composition or okay, yeah. take one sip. He's the competition. There's his mom, and he's drowning in Albert's god awful food. I don't think she's voiced by, by Ruth Bessie. Takes forever, Carl. This movie takes forever. Right? Uh, yes, you know well, what they're yeah. doing. You get the routine. Just, you know. Well, we have 20 minutes left, something like that. We're, we're... Yeah, there's still something. Okay, here we go. Okay, Are you okay? Are you just fine? The fact of the matter is, I feel rocky. Tiny little friendlet, talk to us, boy. That's precisely what I'm doing. Something has come seriously unstuck in the boy's bean, and you is to blame. You is to blame. Oh, remount, my boy. What have they done to you? 
Here we go. Frankly, Let's get I don't know the they to whom you are referring. But don't you feel just fine anymore? Let's get one thing straight, you pea-brained excuse for a hairbrush handle. Ooh, what a thing this is, turtle. I never felt just fine, and have said it for the very last time. But what about your platform? I do not have one. I do not want one. And if I should ever find myself within 50 yards of one, I shall jump right off. Listen here, young one. That's a mock selfish point of view. You've got to have a commitment and perseverance. I think uh, that is to say what she means okay. is... So the candidate takes one, drowns in Albert's soup and changes his tone. Now he says multiple words and he, he's... And he's not running. Not running. Oh, no way. I am maybe close to a platform. I will jump off of it. Now the the brain trust is learning it right now. Yeah, they're doing like the Gargamel Azrael hanging out by the tree listening to the Smurfs routine or something. Oh, you don't get that reference. Well, no, I, I what was it? Gagriel, what'd you say? Yeah, Gagriel. Really? It's Gargamel. Gargamel. He created a uh, Smurfette. To created? The, yeah, she was created by Gargamel. To haunt the... The 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 pants the white pants of all those Smurfs. <laughs> there weren't wrinkles on those little white pants until she showed up. Well, I wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't have made her for haunting. I, hmm. I think he was trying to like create a female presence and ruin the Smurfs, but they actually just embraced her. Do so. you feel the Smurfs is a world i should explore no absolutely not okay okay you know i'm a big smurfs fan because i used to read the the belgian comic from the 60s and 70s okay so if you have a chance that... to read the original you might as well so it wasn't just a silly it was both was... yeah it was both it was a european mainstay that had it had a papa smurf there was like a, a, a they had a live action show in Europe where this guy was like uh, dressed up as Fine like that. a pop. He was like a human being who had Smurf friends. Okay. And then in the eighties, Hanna Barbera released the Smurfs in the United States, and you know, like Hallmark sold little plastic Smurfs, and the thing just blew up. Okay. Okay. Now they're going to the wrong side of the swamp. Our, okay. The mole and the Jewish looking guy. I mean, the muskrat is now going to find some kind of opposition to stop Pogo once or for all. They basically want to kill Pogo. Okay. And they're going to get Wiley Cat. Cat to do it. Okay. I will. Okay. Finish. Let's go. Not so fast. We don't really... I, I kind of want to get some of Vincent Price before this movie wraps up because he okay. does a good job. Everyone does a great job. Okay, here's our third... Third act characters are popping yeah. up too, though. Yeah, Seminole Sam. Seminole Sam. And assistant to Mr. Wiley Cat. I am his personal confidant. It looks great. This animation is gorgeous. Maybe it's not bad they're introducing a new cat. Maybe because it's escalating. He's getting outside help. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I always, I always think characters introduced in the third act are more concepts. They are basically the human form of everything the characters have been avoiding. Mm -hmm. You know, they they become you. You know, they show up as a human and they have to deal with it. So, it's usually like 
I don't know. I guess the, the classic example for me is Funny People, where Eric Bana shows up in the last half hour. Uh, Funny People, and, is that the one we saw? No, that's some. No, no, it, it was a recent film. It was uh, Judd Apatow with Adam Sandler. It came out about 10 years yeah. ago. Yeah, okay. So, like, three-hour movie. Is it the one in which, like, um, uh, he's um, helping this star, and there's the Australian family, and... Okay. Right, right. That's a yeah. So Eric Bana is the Australian, I guess, ex-boyfriend of uh, the woman he likes, or or current boyfriend. Husband, husband, husband. husband. Yeah. Okay. Husband. Yeah. So the husband shows up in the third act and causes hell. No, I don't think. I, uh... All right. So uh, they're going to get Wiley Cat. Here's Wiley Cat himself. Oh, we're scared. This is Jonathan Winters. What have we here, boys? Wiley Cat! Boy, boss, good thing you showed up. Did he get to keep the money for himself? Yeah, like the fox was like, oh, you want to talk to Wiley Cat? You got to give me money. And then Wiley Cat shows up. What's going on? They're like, fuck, we're out of here. So basically, I don't know. It's not the greatest ending, especially if it's all this politics and politics. I just thought it was going to go somewhere. Now, are they having him kill him or catch yeah. him? Kill uh, him. I think, no, no. They want to, like, I don't know, scare him or, or, you know, but Wiley is saying, oh, I'll kill him for you. If you're talking about the pitiful possum named Oga, 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 you know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah, we know Pogo. The <laughs> <laughs> uh, coast captain doesn't really get Pogo, but uh, yeah, he basically says, yeah, no problem. I know this possum. I'll kill him for you. And they're like, you don't have to kill him. They're like, no, 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 no. I'm going to kill do him. It. I'll do yeah, it. I got it. We're asking you not to kill him. Well, you know. Oh, yeah. But you know what? The cat's out of the bag. I'm a golem. What can I tell you? I'm going to I'm gonna take it to the end point. And what are you going to do about it? And they're like, yeah, nothing. Let's hear it again. Um, second thoughts for just that I said anything about mine. Uh, Wiley, if I may call you that, Oh, Betsy here is always ready. <laughs> Fucking Jonathan Winters. Is this thing loaded? Oh, Betsy here is always loaded. <laughs> Bam. Just like that? How do you know if it's friend or foe? Hey, I got to tell you, man. Jonathan Winters, there's yeah. some great content out there. There was a, a CD. Yeah. This guy released voicemail messages from Jonathan Winters. <laughs> that he didn't know were going to be public, just like right. He, left he just called his buddy and left these rambling Jonathan Winter messages. <laughs> and then I remember he was being interviewed on sixty Minutes, and at the time, you know, he was alive at the time. Jonathan Winters had a car with a megaphone on his roof, right? And he would drive around talking to people, <laughs> <laughs> like one of those cars, like a political, yeah, oh, like vote for Pogo. So he'd say, they said you have like the Witchers. Okay, now we got another song again. Yeah, Pogo for president. Here's the three frogs. We're all singing to this song, not filler. It's not filler because it took them months to make. Yeah, but, but we saw that before. We saw that exact scene. Okay. You didn't notice that? 
The frogs came out. Uh, of the no, I thought it was slightly different, but I am wrong. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Wait, didn't we see this? Yeah, maybe it doesn't matter. Okay, so it's a montage of uh, we're seeing some of the past. But before I do, I is going to stand up for my rights. Oh, you're standing up for the pie. I am now saying it for the last time. I absolutely, emphatically, and alphabetically will not run. Why, I won't even walk for the presidency. So forget about poking at me and trying to marry me off to Mademoiselle Hepzibah. Enough, no more, and, and, and goodbye. <laughs> What do you think he meant by that? I'm not exactly sure. Jesus Christ. What a noisy film, right? Yeah. Here's how you exit. Carl, I will not do it. Boink, bonk, boink, boink, bonk. I think he said he was going to do it. No, I think he said he was going to do it. I distinctly heard him say he was going to do it. I did not. I did not. Now, can we end this scene? Okay, now this is some classic shit right here. So these are all little props. They actually built all this shit. Yeah. And it falls. And then they're going to do a funny bit. So Albert's able to contain. This is like Laurel and Hardy. You know, when they're holding flowers. So okay. these little these little mice are like, you got we got bad news. Graham, rascal. We've got important problems to get ourselves into. You got important problems to get ourselves into. <laughs> yeah. Give the lads a chance. After all, out of the mouths of babes and other vermin. Oh, no, that's a danger. Mowing Deacon arrest him. Got this minute. Old news. Doesn't mean snack. Yeah, he's saying he's dressed up as a, a dog catcher. We know that. Yeah. They have help from Wiley Cat. And now they have Wiley Cat. Pick it up. They have help from Wiley What a great double take. And he knocks everything over. That is bad news. Right? He, he catches everything. He meticulously stacks it up. They say, Wily Cat's coming. He's like, ah, oh, big deal. Who get Wily Cat? And he knocks what? everything over. <laughs> so, yeah, Wily Cat shows up, and they get into a big car chase, and then the film kind of ends. Okay. Oh, yeah, and he's like, well, I don't have to worry. I'm a campaign manager alligator, you see here. And then the mice said, hey, he said, especially he's going to go after any campaign alligators. <laughs> <laughs> So that, now he's like, oh, in that case, I'll, I'll have a better leave. Like, we know the cadence of this movie, but is it funny? Like, we know mm-hmm. this is how the joke's going to play out. Little exclamation point. So they're getting out of town. Albert's That's the done. smartest move. This taxi drive it reminds me of Who Frames Roger Rabbit when the cab driver shows oh. up at the end. His little he's, cab buddy. He's, and he's, he's in disguise, Albert. He's basically buying the car for 99 cents. Really? Yeah. These frogs are pretty suckerful. Sucker free right. city. Sucker free. All right. So, sucker free swamp. SF. Why, that's on empty. Must be running on fumes. Yeah, mine. Get going. <laughs> that's a Carl line. This, this, it almost ends. This car's running out of fumes. Carl says, Yeah, mine. Get going. <laughs> they lost their suitcase too, right? They yeah. They just threw it on the roof, like they didn't tie it down. Now, poor old Porcupine. They're saying like we got to run, and we have room for one person in the car. 
Why? Who's it going to be? Yeah. It's got to be Pogo because otherwise the cat, but Pogo will right. not get it, none, not understand the danger. So Porky's going to be like, well, hey, they're coming back to save me, well, to, to pick me up. Well, they're good friends and they're going to drive by. Let's see. Let's see what the point of this is. Well, let me tell you, don't be so uppity, Mr. Nominee. You ain't president yet, and this is no time to practice. Let's get out of here. Wait, all you gotta do is hop on the running board. Churchill be down here working the pedals while Stu steers, and Howland calls the shots. Go ahead. They ain't inviting me. No. Yeah, they didn't invite me. So that little frog was able to drive a car, but for these animals, one has to yeah. do the steering wheel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they left old Jonathan Winters. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Mm, mm, yeah. Mm. And now it's just pretty animation, if you ask me. There's no more real politics. They're just going to flee town, and then Wiley's going to chase after them. What good oh, They're coming for me. Oh, so Pogo falls off. You know what's interesting? I was going through a lot of the trivia, and when this was reissued by Disney, they changed Jimmy Breslin's line about the saying up all night thinking about you bastards to oh. bozos. To bozos. Oh. They changed the word bastards to bozos. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I still think that's the, probably the best part of the movie. Yeah. Uh, there we go. Carl likes this little silhouette. It looks gorgeous, right? And it yeah, looks yeah. close to the strip. The 2D animation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to think of a, a like Garfield in 3D I could deal with. A lot of live action. I don't know. We watched for the Razzies. Uh, Pete Davidson was nominated as his performance as Marmaduke. Right. And the made-for-Netflix Marmaduke movie was had nothing to do with the strip. This is, has to do with the strip, at least. Yeah, you can say that about it. Whoa. Yeah. Is that a mod? That's a v it's a bug. It's a ladybug. It's it a VW is... ladybug. Uh-huh. Okay, okay. The Hitler car. Right. Yeah, right. Hitler was into ladybugs. No, he made... He, he made he Volkswagen? Not the company, but he was like, I want a car that's cheap enough for the average man... You ever notice how the the bug looks all 1930s looking? All yeah, the, the Hitler. Yeah. It really was. Oh, yeah. yeah, I don't... Like, this is a, not a great ending to me. Okay. Whoa! Action! Looks gorgeous. Where did they go? Look, they got the little wall, door silhouette. Albert went through the wall into the refrigerator. <laughs> These guys got tarred and feathered, I guess, covered in flour. They got covered in mud. And everyone lived. Yep. I don't know what happened to Wiley. Oh, there's Wiley. Some days it isn't even worth crawling out of the grave. See, because he's a mole. He doesn't get out of bed. Seems to me that the more some folks try to mix yep. to their own yeah, end, the more folks kind of mess up the way they kind of go to things their own end in my own way. Is this our epilogue? That's right. 
So we're not going to have the election. Never. No election. This is worse than Wade's World 2. We're never going to get to Wayne Stock. This is mighty confusing to me. We could go fishing. That fills me with confidence about our country's future. Uh huh. What's that, Bogo? The end. None of us will get elected. Oh, look at this. Beautiful. It's hard to be a friend. There we go. So they interviewed Kim Balanch, and the guy has this great Jersey accent, his New York accent. So if you ever have a chance to watch the Evening Magazine, you just got to listen to him. Carl, that's it. Thank you, Michael Carl. Michael Jr. Carl Tobacco. Tobacco Jr. That's our son. They're fabricators, the people who do the little clay animation. At all. Carl, what do you think of this movie? I, I, I enjoyed watching it because it's pretty. That's about it. And it made me if laugh every watching... now and again. What's that? And it made me laugh every now and again. Yeah. I enjoy here. I, I love the animation. I love the, the source. I think the voice talent was exceptional in this movie. I mean, they really got the best of the best. If you have Jonathan Winters and Vincent Price <laughs> and fucking Stan Freeberg and Ruth Buzzy, that's uh, so far so good, right? Yeah, Throwing first yeah. the cat. I so agree. I love the... Yeah, and the songs aren't that bad. I mean, but I don't get it, right? Yeah, and like things sort of didn't make sense. That like that little bug who said just fine. We never saw his side of the campaigning or anything. He would just hang around like he had nothing to do, right? At Pogo stuff, and um, they didn't have an election. You know, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I didn't enjoy it. I I liked watching it. I think it I like should be it. skills. Flexiform. Produced in Flexiform. Yeah. I'm glad no California Raisin showed up and made an appearance. I'm glad they didn't talk about Jesus Christ. Hey, Davey. I'm glad <laughs> like Gummy didn't, wasn't there. I'm yeah. glad it wasn't like a experimental. Yeah, Mr. the animation is... It's, it's really well done. It's just the political... It's just... They kind of go for this generic political humor. Oh, yeah. And then up next, up next on Showtime Family Did I Time. I miss it? You have to share. It, I guess I ruined it. No, no. It was like the split second. It's the Mr. Remember the Mr. Books from England? Like oh, Mr. Sad, stand Mr. Mr. Fickle. I gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So if you had Showtime and you paid for the Family Channel back in the day, right. your, your kid will watch some classy bullshit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's it. We just watched some classy bullshit, 1980s I Go Pogo. It's worth a watch. Just I'm glad we did it. Yeah, it was yeah. pretty. Yeah. Thank you, Carl, for letting me do the switcheroo. There's no way you were going to no sit problem. through that movie. I sat through it for you. Very nice. We were gonna sit through... We'll be sitting through a next movie. It's Stewardess School. We gave it away. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, check that out on Amazon. It has, uh, like, Animal It's Police Academy, but it's with it Stewardess. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. So we look, it's like Hamburger the movie, but with Stewardess. So we look forward to uh, watching that next time. So if you're listening to us on Mutiny Radio, check out the website. They have live comedy shows. There's a donation bunny, uh, button. You could give some money to be a Venmo if you want. And then check out their shows. Check us out on our podcast. Check, please sign up for our YouTube. You don't have to watch us to sign up. You have As to always. Watch. 
you just subscribe to us. You don't have to listen or watch it. Just go ahead and add another extra number, uh, subscriber for us. We no, <laughs> You don't have to rate us or review us. Just subscribe and not fucking watch it. That's all we ask. <laughs> That's Carl, all what have. a pleasure. Thank you very much, Mike. Appreciate it. As always, I realize how much work you do when I have to do it myself. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> An audience, we hope you enjoyed this movie. We'll be back next time. Stuart is school. Same time, same channel. Michael Spiegel, Spiegelman, manana. I might have gone to a wrong chord there. Okay. Let us watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Michaels, Spiegelman, and Carl. Let us watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Michael Spiegelman and Carl. Bala Mike. Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Very important acronym. It's Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. And Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. Let us watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Michael. Eagle Man and Carl. Let us watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Car Michael, Spiegelman, and Carl. da da Say it isn't so. Oh, my love is a heartbreaker. I'm going to put that at the end. There it is. It's six o'clock, everybody. It's Monday night. It's time for the joke workshop here on Monday, every 6 to 8 p.m. or whenever. Uh, hi, I'm your host, Pam Benjamin, and we are going to have a bunch of great comics tonight. Um, if you have burning comments, then we can give comments. If you don't, let's, you know, we'll just move it along. And your first comedian of the night uh, wanted to run their new opening. So put your hands together for Pam Benjamin. Yay! I'm so excited to be here tonight with you guys. This is really great. Hi, welcome. Hi, come on in. Uh, my name is... Pam, we're going to strap in. We're going to learn a lot of things tonight. Yeah, we're going to learn about feminism. We're going to learn about drugs. Yeah, we're going to learn about abortions, friends. It's going to be a magical, magical journey. So I invite you all to look under your seats and take the mushroom cap underneath there and made you look. Yeah, you love drugs. I can tell. Woo. What's your favorite drug? Comedy? Comedy's not a drug. Boo. Oh my God, the endorphins. I guess when you're as old as you are, you need endorphins from anywhere. So it's like, just keep me alive. Laughing, if I'm laughing, I'm breathing and I'm still alive. That's a good drug. Oxygen, oxygen, that might be the best drug for you at this point. Any other favorite drugs out there? Alcohol is a drug. I learned that after my DUI and going to a bunch of classes. Indeed, alcohol is a drug, a legal drug but uh, I'm a responsible
drinker. Uh, that's why I decided to never have children. Yay! I love drugs. I never want to have kids. Hooray! My favorite drug's actually called midazolam. None of you love drugs enough. Midazolam is a benzodiazepine. It's a short-lived, fast-acting benzodiazepine. It's like a super Valium. It's like lorazepam or diazepam. Doctors actually call them the two-pam family. Give them two-pam. I love benzos! Woo! I do. I love benzos so much. I love them so much. Usually, they give you midazolam when you get an abortion. That's when you usually get that five-minute, happy, great feeling. Oh, and I only have one regret about my second abortion. So they've given me the midazolam. My feet are up in the stirrups. The doctor's looking very kind-faced between my legs, and he says, Pam, um, this is a five-minute procedure. And some people talk. And some people don't talk. And I said, has anyone ever told jokes? <laughs> For realsies, I told jokes during my second abortion. They did! Oh my God, it was a killer five. It was, woo, it was a bringer show. I left it there. Uh, but the only regret I have about my second abortion is they wouldn't let me take my phone in, so I couldn't tape the set. Was it life-changing? Were those the best jokes I've ever told? What jokes did I tell? I can't remember. Do I care? Not really. That's the only regret I have about my second abortion. Okay, cool. That's my new, like, silly little opening thing. Uh, one more thing about you. I can tell. I can guess how all of you smoke pot. You have a bong in your trunk. I can tell. Is this true? You have a water pipe in your back pocket. Break it out. You smell like bong water. That's good. I feel like, uh, Ezra, in the back, you, you roll the most perfect expert spliffs. Like, I feel like there's a pencil, there's like a tool that you use to make them tight. Like, tight, keep it tight. What I've been trying to do, keep it tight. Okay, cool. Uh, I, or your next comedian, I know how she smokes pot. She's got a tiny pipe, and she takes little tiny bits of weed, little itty-bitty bits, she puts them in, and then she smokes it. <laughs> <laughs> She's super cute and super wonderful, and she smokes.
Watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hey, Mike. How's it going? A uh, bit better. Thanks oh. for asking. <laughs> Thank Welcome to our show. For... You asked, I told. We are streaming right now on mutinyradio.fm, San Francisco's own. There's actually several. One of many internet streaming radio stations from the beautiful <laughs> city of San Francisco here in the Mission District. We are on every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Why don't you go on a Sunday and listen to us live? Not live, but it streams first. Or subscribe to our podcast at L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. We also have a YouTube channel, and you can find that at L-W-A-F-L-M. Why do I smell toast? (laughs) O-Y-T. All right, so we... The premise is we watch a full-length movie on YouTube with you, the audience. You listen to our podcast and watch the video sound off at the same time. Carl, what is the movie this week? Okay, today we will be watching Who's That Girl? Who's That Girl, 1987? That's what you put Madonna. into the Yes. Yeah. Okay, how can I find Who's That Girl on YouTube? Uh, you'll go to... Yeah, the channel that's hosting it is actually YouTube Movies and TV, and that's bad news for us because there will be ads. If you're right. watching on YouTube, that's no problem. But if you're listening at home and you're syncing with us, so sorry, you're going to have to skip ad as soon as you can. We're, we're, we're calling it. We're not very good poker players. We're laying it down on the table. This week's episode may not sync up exactly. There's going to be lag. Right now we're buffering. So... Just, just bear with us. Enjoy the show this week. But next week we'll we'll be we'll be back to normal. How about that? Making promises I can't keep. Uh, well, all right, you've never done it before. You can keep it. So I'm very excited. Normally we have a celebrity comedian do our countdown that launches into the movie. But actually, you know, let's let's back up. If you do want to watch it again, go to Who's That Girl 1987 on YouTube. You will find YouTube itself is hosting it as YouTube's movie and TV. Click the link. Let that commercial play, and then when it plays, let it buffer, and then when it's done, hit pause. Move the timer to zero, zero, zero. That's so much work. What a chore. 
if God, there's anything to distract us while we did that. So uh, we're really excited. We normally have a celebrity comedian do a countdown, and when they say go, all of us, audience and us, will hit play, and we'll watch the movie together in sync. Today we have a different guest. Carl, take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Countdown, this time with Andrew Smith. I've never had an ovation like that. <laughs> well, I'm very happy to have you on. Uh, Adam Spiegelman, a mutual friend, hooked us up here together. Right. He uh Adam got got me the um uh the um the the tape of uh Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee Jones. Wow, now yeah. that's a friend. That's a that's, friend. There's a friend, yeah. Now you and I guess you worked with him on the view, is that right? Yeah, on the view. Gotcha. Now the reason I have you on today is you are a co-author of the film that we're gonna watch today called Who's That Girl? So that's now I'm going back to like 87, but earlier than that, of course, you wrote it. You wrote it with a guy named Ken Finkelman. And I'm wondering, did you know this was going to be a Madonna vehicle or were you just writing no, something? No, no, no. You, wait, well, let, let's start at the beginning. Okay. I, I wrote a, a, a spec script, a spec script called Slammer. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and I and I and they sent it around, or my agent sent it around, and and Warner Brothers picked it up or something, and uh, they they were obviously looking for something for for Madonna, and uh, and but the first problem, the first problem was um, that um, her her boyfriend um, at the time, what's his name? Sean Penn. Sean Penn was in the Slammer, and so they they couldn't <laughs> call it Slammer. So so all of a sudden she didn't want to call it Slammer because she thought it was it would reflect badly on um, on uh, uh, Sean. Sean, yeah. And uh, then um, so she, and then she had a new a new record coming out or a new song called Who Who's That Girl? So that's how it got called Who Who's That Girl. So I, uh, I they, so I had my first meeting over there, and I remember the uh, Peter Goober. I guess it, it's who who I met with, um, uh, and he his first note was uh, to to change the um, the make of the car uh, that uh, the guy uh, you know drove from. Um, I think I had a BMW, and uh -huh. and, he, and he wanted to to change. To, he insisted on a change to Mercedes. Gotcha. That's his first note. The first thing That's on his, his first mind. Note. That's his first. I'll never forget it. And I went, uh huh. Okay. Yeah. Sure. I I, I should have known that my days were numbered <laughs> because then they 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 promptly two things that they tried to do. My, my script slammer was a very simple script and it was a, a, um, about a guy who, who um, is, is working for a lawyer. He, he's a lawyer. Do, do, do you know, I mean, do you know the story? Well, I've seen the film, uh, so I know that story. I know sometimes the script does not, you know, the yeah. film doesn't. Well, the, the, the story I had was this, this guy, this elderly man, 
uh, very proper and 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 well to do. Um, uh, at one point, did a, a pro pro bono uh, job and defended uh, a, a, a woman, uh, and but he didn't do a very good job, and she went to jail. Right. So. So now she was getting out of jail. Her, her, she had served her time, and she was getting out of jail. And he was afraid that she was going to cause trouble in, in his life. So he he assigned this kid who was working for him, a junior lawyer, to go and pick up this gal and take her to the um, uh, the bus stop and put her on a bus and make sure she goes to, to personally. To, yeah, to. Uh, to, uh, to, uh, to, to, to Toledo or wherever she was going to go. <laughs> okay. So, so that was, and then, you know, and, and then craziness ensues and so forth and so on. But when they got the, the script, Warner Brothers decided that, that it was. Bring it in, morning chair. <clears throat> you, G, L, Y. You ain't got no alibi.